Welcome to Pirate Talk Radio. In this podcast, I discuss everything Sea of Thieves, from lore to PvP, to even what fish you can catch for the hunter's call. Please sit back, relax, and join me on this adventure. Welcome back to another episode of Pirate Talk Radio. This is episode 44, and I am Davram. And thank you very much for spending a little bit of time with me to either watch on the YouTube or listen on your podcasting apps. It means the world to me uh, to see the amazing, amazing support through the listeners and the viewers. Thank you again so much. I, when I started this project so long ago, I know I've said this multiple times. I never thought it would go very far. I never thought, you know, people would really enjoy it. But the, the feedback that I've received, the emails, the, the messages have been absolutely outstanding. So thank you very much. I do this for you, all of you who enjoy my interesting talks and rants about the game that we all love. And today we are going to dive into some speculation. No. Some suggestion, I guess I will put it. Uh, last episode, uh, we looked at the event system. We looked at the events um, specifically around the Mayhem event. And there's been a lot of talk. Uh, I know in the Keelhaul podcast, uh, uh, Captain Falcor was recently uh, talking to, to Captain Logan. And the, the words came up that the event system really needs to be looked at. And I've said that for a long time. Um, but I, I, I think we need to look into it, uh, in, in, in a way of looking through it, through the eyes of the game. This game is meant to be, um, an open world sandbox where you have tools, not rules, and you are trying to create interesting player interaction while creating a narrative for your pirate, right? Um, it is, it is ultimately a... A great game, both PvP and PvE, with some issues, but you are creating your own story. It's a choose-your-own-adventure book. If you ever remember those from, you know, the younger years, or or even now, if you enjoy those type of books, where you read a couple pages and then it gives you a scenario where you get to go here or get to go there, and it changes how the book reads based on what you choose. And that is what Sea of Thieves ultimately is. I've been writing, um, I've got my book right here, um, the story of my pirate through the different adventures. And based on what I do in the game can change that narrative. I have the history and the backstory of my pirate. And based on what happens in the game and what I do and the interactions I have with players, you know, changes how that story gets written. And though not everyone is kind of the RP nerd that I am when it comes to this kind of stuff and, and don't dive in and write your own pirate story. At the end of the day, what we're all looking for is a fun game uh, that we enjoy to play the way we want to play it. Um, but it's kind of a game that's not fun without others, right? You can solo sloop, but if you're not interacting with other players, it kind of gets boring, right? Um, so the idea is this game was created um, under the 
premise that interesting player interaction should be something that we're looking forward to and wanting to engage in uh, each and every day. Maybe it be PvP, maybe it be PvE and, and alliancing up and making new friends, or having an epic battle at sea. It doesn't matter. It's a choose-your-own-adventure, and we just want players to play so we can have those interesting player interactions, whether it's combat or friendship. Um, so last episode, we discussed some ideas that I had um, of the recent Mayhem or the Borderlands event. And my objective there was to look at the event, and we noticed, just like we see in many other events prior, that we recycle and we reuse the same stuff, the achievements, the accommodations, the same things every single time. And for new players that's never done it before, it's great. It's something new and fun for them to do and engage in in the game. But for veteran players, which, you know, the game shouldn't just cater to veterans and it shouldn't just cater to new players. It, it should be able to put out a creative narrative through its events and its story that engages all players, no matter if you've played it since beta and day one or you just picked it up yesterday. It should be engaging for everyone. And I feel that some of the items that I presented um, to adjust the Mayhem event to make it both on theme for Borderlands um, or on theme to Sea of Thieves when it comes to engaging an interesting player interaction and causing mayhem, I think I did a pretty good job of outlining stuff that we could keep in the event for new players and things that were new and exciting and interesting that would both excite new players, but also have veteran players do fun things that they haven't got to do with previous events, something new and something creative that I feel the code, the database and everything, everything on the back end is already there. It's just going to take some a little bit of development to bring it to the front and give us a point system and stuff like that. I don't think it would take too much. I'm not a programmer, right? Um, so I, I don't know how much work it would take. I don't know the back end of Sea of Thieves, but I would assume based on how the events go and the achievements and accommodation go, we're tracking all the stuff that I brought up. So why couldn't we track on some interesting new creative stuff? I, I think it would be really cool uh, and a really good push forward for the game. And so I want to expand on that and move away from events and talk about the emissary system. Um, the emissary system, when it released uh, over a year ago, it was probably a system that I thought was one of the greatest systems that this game implemented. It encourages interesting player interaction, either through PVP or PVE. Um, it gives the player the sense of the golden age of piracy, risk versus reward, and leveling up that renown. We have that for season passes now, but reputation or your value to a specific trading company, which for history fans like myself out there is very much playing into the age of piracy, right? The golden age of piracy, when people, uh, these, these men, uh, and women were out on ships flying the black and taking uh, prizes of slavery uh, ships or of tea ships or China porcelain or whatever the trade good may be, seizing it uh, and then selling it to colonies, to other settlements and making money off of it. Um, that's how piracy worked. Uh, and obviously, if you're a new ship, if you're a new crew out there, you got to gain that respect. You've got to gain that reputation 
in order to make sure that you're able to get the most value out of your cargo. And I look at a, a movie or a, not a movie, but a TV show like Black Sails, which really does document this quite well, um, where the the port of Nassau, uh, new ships come in all the time. And when they are a first time, you know, seller at Nassau, they're getting really crappy prices. But if they continue to be loyal and they continue to follow the rules and they continue to bring prizes, their cut gets better. And it really does show off that if you have a better reputation, well, you're going to get rewarded for your hard work out on the high seas. And unfortunately, when the emissary system first launched, though it was cool, it didn't last very long because Rare did not put behind it the reward system through the ledger. Um, that was something that people cared about, right? You would take, you know, for me, I got all the rewards in the first month. And then it was kind of like, why do I even want to raise the emissary flag anymore? Well, I've got all the rewards, right? I've maxed out that payback that I get for showing my loyalty to the trading company. Well, now with seasons, those rewards have now been changing. Every, every season we get a new set of rewards, uh, for each of the trading companies which again gives us the opportunity to prove our worth to the trading companies and get those wonderful rewards based on how much work we do for them. And I've been spreading mine out instead of knocking them all out in the first uh, month, I've been spreading mine out through all three months. So by the end of the season, I have all the rewards, but it gives me the opportunity to have something to do for the entire season. And though I'm not logging in every day and, you know, playing four to eight hours each and every day, like I used to, that's fine. I've got some other things, life things, this podcast, I've got some other things that I would like to do instead of just sail the seas all the time. Um, so it, it's, it's a nice system for me, um, at, at this point in my life. Um, but I think it's time now with the emissary system being out as long as it has been to start looking at Emissary System 2.0. So evolving this Emissary System and making it better, making it more engaging, and really diving into that risk versus reward system. So what I want to do is I want to go through uh, each of the Emissaries. So we currently have Order of Souls, Merchant Alliance, Gold Order, Reaper Bones, and Athena. Those are our Emissaries. And I want to go through each of them and discuss what changes I think could be made uh, to one, make all the emissaries on an even level, first off, because they're not even right now, and also make some major changes to at least one of the emissaries, I'll let you guess which one that is, to make it feel more like it was supposed to be. Here's a hint. It's the PvP one that's not PvP. So I want to go through some of these and kind of discuss some changes that I think would make this a lot better. Is Rare going to make these changes? Who knows? But at least I want to get a voice out there and let you guys think about some changes you would like to see to the Emissary system. Maybe you agree with some of the things that I'm bringing up. Maybe you haven't thought about that. But I think the Emissary system is a place that we can make some minor to major changes and really impact the game for both veteran players and new players alike. So let's start with what I feel is the gold standard. Yes, pun intended. The gold standard of Emissary right now. And that is the gold hoarders. So the gold hoarders, I believe, is currently 
where we should try to make the other emissaries like rise to or bring them down to that level. And I say bring them down because we'll get to the Merchant Alliance in a minute and why I think that one has some major tweaking to bring it down to the Gold Hoarder. And Order of Souls need pushed up to the Gold Hoarder. Now, I'm not going to talk about Reaper right now. And Athena, Reaper and Athena are the two that I think need the major overhauls. I want to start with Merchant Alliance, Gold Hoarder, and Order of Souls because they, in my mind, are pretty close to where they should be with minor tweaks that need to be made. So each of the Merchant Alliance, Order of Souls, and Gold Hoarders have voyages for you to undertake in order to get that plunder to show that you're loyal to, loyal to that trading company and are going to bring them the prizes that they are requesting and thus getting the rewards, whatever they may be, maybe ship set pieces or weapons, they are, you know, going to give you those rewards and better and better rewards based on that loyalty. So with the gold hoarder, which I said I feel is the gold standard right now, they have two different types of missions. They have the vaults and they have the X marks the spots. Now, in the past month, I've been focusing on my Gold Hoarder and Merchant Alliance um, emissaries uh, in order to get the Ledger Rewards, which I hadn't gotten for the previous month. The previous month, I worked on Reaper Bones, and I worked on Order of Souls. Now it's Gold Hoarder, Merchant Alliance, and next in this month that we're in right now, September, the final month of this Ledger Reward system will be Athena. So for the Gold Hoarders, when I was solo slooping, and I can say solo slooping because of emergent events or because mostly because of PVP and player interaction, I wasn't able to get all the loot out of the vault um, on the vaults that I did. So we'll keep that in mind. But when I did this, in order to get grade five gold hoarder, I had to do two full vaults plus a mag or a skelly ship, right? There's two full vaults won't quite get you to, um, to grade five. Right. If you're just if you're doing the vaults as in you dig up the clues until you get the X, you go get the X, you get the key, you go do the vault. Right. Two vaults will not get you there, but a full third vault will put you well over grade five. So it takes two vaults plus a little bit of emergent event stuff in order to get you there. Now, when you're doing the vaults, you're getting all gold hoarder items. You're getting trinkets. You're getting seafarer chest, marauder's chest, captain's chest, the uh, chest of ancient tribute. Everything you get, aside from your emergent events, is gold hoarder focused. And that's important. You are, though you'll get some, you know, merchant stuff pulling it out of the water. If you do a meg or you do a kraken or you do a skelly ship, you'll get some merchant stuff. You'll get some order of soul stuff. And that's fine. But the main voyage that you go on is all gold hoarder rewards. And that's how it should be. You are doing a voyage for them. You get that plus a little bit of bonus for the other trading companies. So two vaults plus a little extra. Everything you get out of it is gold hoarder. And that's what we want to see. So I think that's the golden standard, right? Two of their major voyages, right? The vault is their major voyage. Two of their major voyages, plus a little extra. And you should be getting 95 plus percent of your stuff that you're collecting, your loot, should be for the gold order. That is your emissary. That is your, that is your mission. 
Let's look at Merchant Alliance. Merchant Alliance, you can do, so you've got the, um, you've got a few different things you can do with Merchant Alliance, right? You can do the commodities trading from outpost to outpost. You can do the animal and pig crates. You can do the deliveries of the plants, the bottles, and the cloth. Or what most people do, and I don't blame you, the lost shipments. So when I got my Merchant Alliance ledger uh, for this last month, I just did lost shipments. Now, when it comes to lost shipments, you only need one. One lost shipment, and that is even if you get a crap... Um, uh, flotsam when you're going and getting your clues, if you get a couple flotsam with no, no, uh, boxes, or you get a flotsam with one box, it's fine. It's fine. You will get grade five just by doing that, um, lost shipment voyage and getting the manifest at the end and, and making sure again, you won't get grade five if you don't get the key, right? If you get the key and unlock the, the sunken ship, um, captain's quarters and you get all the loot out of there, you will get grade five. Now there are obviously some bugs with the lost shipment still where sometimes you don't get a key or sometimes there's no shipwreck and the manifest is just floating there. Obviously those bugs need to be looked at, but doing one voyage for merchant Alliance and getting quite a bit of money, not as much as a gold hoarder vault, but getting quite a bit of money and getting grade five guaranteed off of one voyage. That's, that's too easy. That's too easy. I think we need to bring Merchant Alliance down and we need to make lost shipments just like the Gold Hoarder Vaults where you do two plus a little extra, right? So that little extra might be a delivery of some, of some pig crates. That little extra might be a delivery of some plants. That little extra might be a Meg or a Skelly ship. That little extra might be a, another sunken ship nearby that you go and, and get stuff out of. But I think it needs to be brought down to that gold hoarder level where to get to grade five, you need to do two lost shipments and a little extra. If you do three lost shipments, you blow past grade five. But if you do two plus a little extra, you make it, right? And the majority of your loot out of the Merchant Alliance is Merchant Alliance items. So that is fine. We can keep that the same. We can keep that the same. But I think the amount of voyages it takes, and I'm knocking stuff off my desk now because I'm so excited about this. Um, the amount of voyages it takes should be the same as Gold Hoarder. So two of their major voyages, lost shipments, vaults, and a little extra. Now let's look at Order of Souls. I think Order of Souls is in the realm of, it needs a little help, right? So Order of Souls has the two voyages, one being kill the ghost ships or the mini flame hearts, right? And the other one is, of course, the kill the skeletal captains. Well, when you do the ghost ships, which is kind of the equivalent to lost shipments and it's the equivalent to vaults, you don't, you get skulls, but you also get merchant stuff and you also get gold hoarder stuff. You get ghostly captain's chest and ghostly crates. This is a problem to me because that's their special voyage, right? That's their equivalent to merchants, lost shipments and equivalent to gold hoarders, but they're getting a lot of the extra stuff and not just skulls. Do they get a lot of skulls? Absolutely. But it's not 95 plus percent, right? Or it doesn't feel that way to me. You're talking about 
extra crates and extra chests. Well, you're doing Order of Souls. Yeah, right? So I think we need a new voyage type for Order of Souls. And maybe, maybe the voyage type for Order of Souls stays the same. And for the ghost ships, you just don't get any captain's chest or you don't get any crates and it's all skulls. Maybe an extra captain's skull or two. Or maybe we look at another sort of skeleton hunt where we're going after captains. Who knows? You know, we've got phantoms now in the game. Maybe we get a phantom mission or something like that. But I feel like, again, we need to look at and make sure the Order of Souls top-end voyage is, again, focused on 95-plus percent of your reward for that voyage is for the Order of Souls. It is worth it. Um, and it's, it's, it's allowing you to really feel like you're doing something order of souls with which ghost ships feel order of souls, right? Feel very order of souls, but it's the loot. That's the problem. You get some, you get a lot of skulls, but you are getting all the extra stuff. So I think we need to revisit the order of souls voyages and revamp them. Uh, and, and bring them more in line with the lost shipments and the gold hoarder vaults. And with that, we also need to make sure whatever that top end voyage is that we are doing two of them plus a little extra. You know, I think that two voyage plus a little extra is good for players who, you know, don't have a lot of time to play two voyages plus a little extra to get to grade five and then sell everything off not that bad. It's, you know, an hour or less of playtime. So I think that is a good standard to keep to allow new players to allow players who only have a, a little bit of time to log in to get the max amount of a reward, but still have to put in some effort in order to get it. That's why I feel like the gold hoarder is the gold standard. I think they're set up the best. You get the gold hoarder stuff. You do two voyages plus a little extra and you're good to go. So those three <coughs> are the closest, if not already at that gold standard, right? <clears throat> they are the closest to being even across the board. They are closest to being even keel, right? They are the best ones we have out there right now, in my opinion. Now let's look at Athena, right? Let's look at Athena. Yes, the Athena's Fortune Emissary is for Pirate Legends. Yes, the Athena um, Legends is supposed to be kind of your endgame content. Here's my issue. Here's my issue with the Athena's Fortune Emissary and Voyages. The Athena's Fortune Emissary, if you do the Athena Voyage, you get... Merchant Alliance deliveries, which not many people do. You get X marks the spot gold hoarder digs. You get Order of Souls skeleton captains. You have to do all three of those in order to then get another bonus voyage to dig up a chest of legends and an ancient powder keg. So you do basically, you know, your set of voyages for skulls, X mark the spot, and deliveries, two of each, just to get your Athena items. Well, that's kind of crappy. It's 
kind of crappy. I'm trying to get Athena reputation. Now, again, it's in-game, right? So it shouldn't be like Gold Hoarder, Merchant Alliance, and Order of Souls. It should be a little harder. But come on. You get two Athena items, basically, out of after doing six voyages. Then you have to go to another island and dig it up. Come on. It's, uh, it's crappy. It's crappy. Then you've got the Thieves' Haven runs, which is what most people do for the um, Athena emissary because it's, you know, it's, it's easier and you get more Athena stuff, but you get gems. That's great. But the gems don't go to the mysterious stranger. Eh. You get some Athena items as far as you get a couple of the little trinkets and you get a couple of the, the crates. Okay. It's a little bit better than the Athena voyages themselves. Uh, you get some skulls. Okay. We're getting some Athena items out of that one. And then at the end, you get your chest of legends. You can get ancient powder kegs also during the, during the thing. So a little bit better, a little bit better. The problem is the better version, the thieves Haven run for your Athena emissary. Oh, it's th what? Three islands. Thieves Haven. Devil's Ridge, Snake Island, and Crooks. Four islands. Four islands? How boring is that? Yes, for those people like myself who like efficiency and who like to knock stuff out really great, it's good. But where's the adventure? The Athena voyages, the Ashen Athena voyages, they're taking you all over the place. They're taking you on a wild ride. The Gold Hoarder uh, vaults taking you on a wild ride. The the Order of Souls taking you on a wild ride. The Merchant Alliance taking you on a wild adventure. And then you've got the end game. Thieves Haven runs or Athena's. The Athena voyages take you on a, on a grand adventure across multiple islands. But the problem with them is they don't give you a lot of Athena items. That's crappy. So everyone does Thieves Haven, which takes you to all of four islands. That's crappy. That's crappy. It really needs to be looked at and it really needs to be adjusted. I think the Thieves Haven run should be adjusted. I think the Thieves Haven run should become a Athena or uh, let's say, um, um, you know, pirate legend run or the um, Athena's fortune run. And instead of going Thieves Haven to Devil's Ridge, Thieves Haven to Snake Island, Thieves Haven to Crook's Hollow, whatever it may be, it picks a big island, Thieves Haven, Old Faithful, Kraken's Fall, Marauders, uh, Cannon Cove, like uh, Smuggler's Bay. It sends you there for your digs. Then it gives you the next piece, just like a Thieves Haven run, to a to a another island. And then you go back to another big island and then you go to a small island and you go back to a big island. I think that would be incredible. That would be much better than a Thieves Haven run where you're just going Thieves Haven, Devil's Ridge, blah, 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 blah. And it's just the same couple islands. The other thing about that is if you log into a, a server as a PVP player, right? And you, and you look at the Athena table and you see a little boat sitting on the Athena table you know you need to go to two places. You need to go to Thieves' Haven, and you need to go to the Devil's Roar. Those are the only two places, really, you have to look for that Athena emissary. 
Because most likely they're doing Thieves Haven or they're doing the Ash and Athena run out in, in, in the Devil's Roar. Ugh, it's so predictable. It's, it's so predictable. It's so recycled, reused. It's so over and over and over again. At least if we made it a run that is more than just Thieves Haven and three or four other islands, at least then you're all over the map. It's a grand adventure. And when one of these other pirate hunters comes out looking for you, they can't just go to two places and find you. Back in the golden age of piracy, you're not just going to go to two places and find the pirate who's doing all this stuff. You're going to have to figure out where this ship is going, where this ship makes port, where this ship is going out hunting. You're going to have to find out all these different trade route things before you can go out and hunt them. Or you're going to have to hunt and get information in order to figure it out. Not just go to two areas on the map. Come on. Come on. And the and the, the Athena's fortune, the, the pirate legend hideout and stuff like that, Athena's fortune, in all honesty, needs a brief, big revamp. But when we're talking about the emissaries, there's a few things that they need done. One, when it comes to the Thieves' Haven run, or what I would like to see eventually become the Athena's fortune run, <coughs> or the Athena's fortune adventure, or whatever you want to say, what I think needs to be done is if you're going to give us gems, then allow those gems to be turned into the mysterious stranger. In my opinion, get rid of the gems and just replace them with trinkets. Yes, they're worth a little bit less, but at least they're Athena items. And therefore they go towards your Athena emissary, right? Don't give us a box of fire bombs, which is a merchant item. Give us a crate, a, another crate of, of, um, of, of legends, the, the crate of legends, the, the merchant item that actually does go to the mysterious stranger, replace those other trading company stuff with the trinkets for Athena. Yes, they're worth less, but they're at least getting you that emissary value instead of getting all these little things out and the gems and the, the, the chest and the, the random skulls and all this stuff that doesn't at all pertain to the company you're working for, which is the mysterious stranger and the, um, the, the Athena folks. So that one really needs to be looked at. And I think again, taking something as simple as what's already there in the thieves Haven run, replacing some of the loot and then putting it on other islands, not just thieves Haven, I think would go a long way to help out that emissary. And again, we want it at this point, I believe you have to do three and a half Thieves Haven runs. I think, don't quote me on that. It's been a while, but I think it's like three or three and a half in order to get grade five. Ah, ah. Should be two and a little extra, right? Two and a little extra. That's our, that's our golden standard. So I think using what we already have, and just expanding it a little bit will go a long way to refresh the Athena emissary and making it better and making it feel more like you're working for the mysterious stranger and you're working more for the Athena group, the pirate legend group, the pirate Lord himself. You're working more for him. The Athena voyages in there, the Athena voyages themselves, we, those need completely overhauled and there's not enough time for me to talk about that right now because I want to focus on the emissary system. 
There's not enough time for me to talk about those right now because those are those are old, they're dated, and they really need updated and changed because to do all that work and only get two pieces of Athena loot at the end is really bad. Now you're getting other accommodation pieces done during that, but come on. It that really needs work. That really needs work. Now for Reaper Bones. Now, let's be real clear right up front. Let's be real clear. The Reaper Bones faction trading company, emissary, whatever you want to call them, is a PvP faction. Period. End of story. The Reaper Bones are pirate hunters. That's what they are. Okay? Now that that's clear, whether you like it or not, it's the truth. Now let's get into the changes that Reaper's Bone needs to do. First and foremost, no more rep for PvE stuff. If you go out and kill a Meg, no emissary value. If you go out and you kill a skeletal ship, no emissary value. If you go out and do a fort, a fort of fortune, a fort of the damned, no emissary value. If you go out and do a gold hoarder vault, no emissary value. None of that is Reaper's Bones. Reaper's Bones are pirate hunter thieves. That's what they are. That's what they were established to be. So the only way you're getting emissary value for Reaper's Bones is sinking other ships, killing other players, stealing their loot, and taking their flag. Any of those four things will give you emissary value. Next step. If you go out and do a skeletal fort and you get loot and you were running the Reaper's Bones Emissary, you didn't get any value with this new change that I'm suggesting. And if you take it back to Reapers, they don't want it. Why? It wasn't stolen. It was not stolen from another pirate. You did not hunt another pirate. You did not engage in any sort of PvP or stealing of another pirate. You get zero you lose, sir. You get no money for any loot which was not stolen from the Reaper's Bones. You want to go tearing it into the gold order? Okay, get some money. Merchant, get some money. Order of Souls, get some money. Hunter's Call, get some money. Whoever you turn it into, get some money, except for Reaper's Bones. Because unless it's stolen, unless it was achieved through thieving, backstabbing piracy... It's not going to give you any money. And I know a lot of people are going to have a problem with that because some people don't like PvP and it would completely upset Alliance servers who run two to three Reaper ships, world events, Fort of the Damned, etc., etc., where they're just raking in the money through PvE and they're not actually doing what the Reaper's bones were set out to be. They are pirate hunters. They are thieves. They are killers. They're murderers. They are going out, hunting pirates down, killing them, sinking their ship, taking their flag, stealing their loot. That is what they're established to be. They're not a glorified catch-all to sell all your garbage to them. That's not what they are. They're meant for you to go out hunting. That is why they don't get an emissary quest. They don't get a, a emissary voyage when they hit grade five. They don't get voyages to do. 
Why? Because they don't care about getting loot from a fort. They don't care about getting loot out of Flotsam. They don't care about killing a Meg and taking that loot. Their job is to hunt down, sink, and kill, and steal from other pirates. That is what they're established to do. And Rare failed that emissary by creating it in such a way that you could do PvE content and get that up. Now, you don't have to go out and hunt someone with an emissary flag. No, if you go out and find a ship that's not running an emissary flag and you sink them and you kill the player, you get value. You get to, you know, increase your, your emissary value. You get to take their loot and you get to sell that. It's still stolen. Just because they don't have a flag doesn't mean anything. You can still get value from them. Now, there obviously needs to be some balancing put in there because you don't want it to be like Arena where you just lock down a ship and cannon them forever in order to get your emissary value up. You don't want it to be a system where you get on someone's ship and you just spawn camp them to get your emissary value up. What needs to be put in place is a safeguard for that where you get value for the first 10 cannonball shots you land on them. You get value for the first three or five chain shots you land. You get value for the first firebomb or blunderbuss you hit with a cannon. You know, and again, there is some, some, some camping involved there, but you make the value so that camping them with your cannons, locking their ship down only gives you so much value and then it stops. And then you have to finish the sink. If you don't get the sink, you don't get the maximum value on your emissary. If you get on board and you just want to spawn camp them like a toxic asshole, you only get, an, you only get, let's say, for in every 30 minutes, you can only get value from that player if you kill them two times. After two times, you get no more value in 30 minutes. You know? Maybe two times is two less. Maybe it's five times a player for 30 minutes. There has to be some sort of safeguard in there to stop toxic players from spawn camping or just cannoning a ship like the arena has, right? But those safeguards could easily be programmed in. You get the sink, you get the, you get the value, right? In arena, we know when a ship sinks. We know that. Based on the system, we know how many cannonball shots that each player or each ship put into that ship. So it would be very easy to figure out which ship did the most damage, and therefore, when it sinks, you reward them the sink because they did the most to bring it down. We track all of that stuff in the database because we can see it. We can see it used across the game. It's there. It just takes a little bit of extra coding to you know make it do the emissary value and stuff like that. Again, I'm not a code... Uh, person, so I don't necessarily know how much work that is, but seeing that we already have a system to tally points based on cannon shots in Arena, we already have a system to tally points based on your sync in Arena, that system is already in place. It's just going to need to be tweaked a little bit for Adventure, where if you put so many cannon shots in and another ship puts so many cannon shots in, we can see who has the most cannon shots, and so when that ship sinks, that team gets the points or the emissary value in order to raise your flag up. But Reaper's Bones should not give you any sort of reward for loot that is not stolen. You should not get emissary value for any PVE. It should only be granted 
If you are sinking ships, if you're killing players, if you are stealing from their ship, it should be exclusively a PvP faction. Period. End of story. And yes, there are ways to manipulate it still. But no matter what we put in there, people are going to manipulate it. Let me give you an example. On an Alliance server, you could then run two Fort of the Dam ships, which some Alliance servers already do. And then what you do is you have one, one, one group who gets the loot off out of the Fort of the Dam, put it on their ship. The other players then get on that ship, take the loot off and put it on their ship. Hey, it's stolen. Hey, I've leveled up my emissary value, whatever. But it has added another barrier in place in order for you to have to then use more of your time to manipulate that in order to get grade five. And you still have to steal the loot in order to sell it to the, 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 um, the Reaper's Bones guy. So it's now adding another barrier to discourage players for doing things like Alliance servers, which Rare has already stated that they're keeping their eye close on because of the manipulation of their systems. So it's adding another barrier. It's 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 helping to add more frustration to Alliance servers and making them, again, adjust their tactics or spend more time to do what they're doing right now, which, like I said, Rare is not happy about and they're keeping their eye on it. But it should never be a situation where Reaper's Bones is able to level up their flag or get rewarded for non-PVP activities. Period. It's a pirate hunter now, let's add some Reaper's Bone Voyages. Absolutely. Let's get some voyages in there for Reaper's Bones. And let me tell you what we can do. We can have a voyage to go out and get a flag. That's a voyage. Go out and get an emissary flag from another player. Can't be yours. From another player's ship. All right? That can be a voyage. We already tracked that via accommodations, but you could get a voyage and then you get a little extra value for completing that voyage of getting the enemy flag and selling it back to Reapers. Now that voyage, unlike others, can't be, well, I picked up this item and now I have it and therefore the voyage is complete. No, 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 no. You have to sink the ship. You have to get the flag and you have to return the flag to the servant of flame and then the voyage is completed, right? Because then... The, or the, the Servant of Flame has sent you on basically a bounty mission, a bounty voyage to find a pirate, kill said pirate, get their flag as proof that you killed them, and return it to them to say, here you go, I've completed the bounty for this notorious pirate, now I can be rewarded for the emissary value and for leveling up your flag. So absolutely we could have PvP voyages in there. Absolutely. Hell, you could have a voyage in there that's go out and kill five different players or four different players. That's a galleon crew. Four different players. You could have that. We already know in the system if you killed a player or not, all that it has to do is now link to a voyage. There could be so many fun PvP voyages out there for the Reaper's Bones to help them level up their flag and get rewarded for being a pirate hunter. Lots of cool stuff in there. And again, we are talking about interesting player interactions, encouraging that, and removing this idea that Reapers should have ever been given the ability 
to be a PvE faction. It's not. Their top-end reward is not a quest. It is the ability to see and thus hunt other emissaries. If your max reward for getting to grade 5 is the ability to see other emissaries to go hunt, then you are a PvP faction, not a PvE. It doesn't give you the ability to see, oh, well, on that island, there's a mermaid statue I can go kill. Oh, there's a Meg over in the Devil's Roar that I can go kill. Oh, I can track down the Kraken and see where it is. Ooh! No, it allows you to see where players are, other pirates, so you can go hunt them. That is PvPvPvPvP. So make it the PvP pirate hunting faction it should have always been. Stop being cowards, Rare. Stop being cowards and just make it a PvP faction. Do it. Just do it. Guys, I want to take a second and thank again everyone for tuning in, but also letting you know, if you would like to get Pirate Talk Radio early, you can become a Patreon and financially support this broadcast. You can go over to patreon.com slash TV and sign up for a variety of the tiers, which have a variety of different rewards to you. But all of the tiers allow you to get early access to every episode of Pirate Talk Radio via a specialized Patreon feed. And you can listen to this podcast sometimes up to two days before everyone else. If that is something you're interested in, along with a variety of other rewards, and also financially supporting this broadcast, again, patreon.com slash TV. It'll be down in the show notes. You can also support the broadcast by going to a variety of our affiliate sponsors, including Humble Bundle, where you can get books, ebooks, you can get software, you can get comics, and you can get video games at a cheaper price and determine where you want your money to go. Don't just send it to the overpriced and capitalistic developer. You can send it to charity or you can support me uh, and this broadcast or check out Death Wish Coffee. Really the only coffee I drink. Uh, it's the self-proclaimed strongest naturally ground brewed or whatever coffee in the world. It's absolutely delicious. If you don't like black coffee, they have a variety of other coffees. Um, and throughout the year, they have seasonal coffees as well. If you want whole beans, ground coffee, or K-Cups, they have it out there. And let me tell you what, the merchandise and the logos for them are very piratey with the skull and crossbones. So if you're looking for some cool merch that also uh, is very piratey, check them out in Deathwish Coffee. If you use the link, you get 15% off your very first order and you'll be supporting the broadcast. And also, I don't want to forget to mention 2021, we are again supporting Extra Life. This is a charity that helps young children pay for their medical expenses throughout the um, throughout the nationwide um, Children's Miracle Network of Hospitals. You know, the pandemic has been rough on everyone, but it has especially been rough on our low income and, uh, and our children. And so the charity extra life puts all that money directly into helping children pay for their healthcare, helping to get new equipment to those hospitals, helping them to get video game systems. So when they're unfortunately trapped in the hospital in a bed and can't go out and have fun, 
you know, video game systems can be brought to them. And this year we're trying to raise $5,000 for that charity. So if you don't want to directly support the broadcast, please consider helping those children out. Um, I know we've already brought in $150 uh, since we started here uh, a couple months ago. So thank you very much for that. Uh, those donations there. We will be doing a marathon stream later this year to support this. But again, Thank you, everyone who's checked out the charity. And if you can support even a dollar goes a long way to help these kids pay for their health expenses. So thank you. Thank you very much. And check out those links if you would like to donate below. Also, for those of you out there who are interested in meeting me in person, I will be at Gen Con in Indianapolis here in a couple weeks. I will also be attending uh, Origins Game Convention in Columbus, Ohio at the end of September along with a few appearances at the Ohio Renaissance Festival. So if any of those uh, events you will be going to, please join the Discord or email me, piratetalkradiopodcast at gmail.com, or hit me up on Twitter, Davram uh, TV on Twitter, or stop by the stream, twitch.tv slash Davram. Let me know when you'll be at those events, and if I am there, I will definitely make some time to come and talk to you. All right, back to the emissary talk. Few new things that I would like to see them implement. We already know, we already know that Arena has been put on the back burner. Though there's been a few minor things with Arena that has been done, such as removing sirens, which I thought were hilarious. Arena is kind of on the back burner. Not many people like to do arena anymore. And, and because ultimately the lobbies are light or broken or it's just a TDM fest and we're playing a pirate game and though TDM can be fun. Come on, naval battle. Let's go. It's a pirate game. Get on your ship. Let's cannon. So I think it's time to start to think about ways to bring arena into adventure ways for you to complete your accommodations. Ways for you to get Sea Dog Rep away from the arena. And though I won't go as far as Captain Logan saying just delete the entire game mode. Captain Logan, you're wrong. I'm sorry. Love you, buddy. But you're wrong. Don't get rid of arena. There's still a lot of players who like to play that. Um, you know, not the majority of players by any means, but we should allow them to continue to play. And there's also a lot of great events out there, such as the NAL, who getting rid of arena would really kill that. And those are very passionate fans who love to play it. Um, so I think we should keep Arena. And all honesty, I think we should keep developing Arena. But that's a pipe dream right now. But I think we should start looking at ways that players in Adventure can earn Sea Dog Rep. Aside from just the um, couple levels you can get by <clears throat> digging up chests with the um, glorious Sea Dog Shovel. Yes, if you were curious about leveling up your Sea Dog Rep in Adventure... Go grab yourself the glorious sea dog shovel and start digging up your chest with it. Because until that accommodation is completed, you do get sea dog rep for digging up chests in, um, in adventure with the glorious sea dog shovel. So <clears throat> how can we do this? It's simple. We add an emissary flag to the sea dogs. We have the sea dog tavern in the center of the map. You can go there and you can raise the sea dog. We can raise the sea dog um, emissary flag. <clears throat> so what could we do here? 
We could add PvP voyages, like in the Reapers. Kill X number of players. We could get this even more specific. Kill X number of players with a specific weapon type. Kill five different players with the Eye of Reach. Hey, complete the voyage. Kill five different players with the Cutlass. Hey, complete the voyage. Kill five different players with a cannon. Hey, complete the voyage. Yes, some of these would take a little bit longer than other voyages, but hey, those accommodations take a long time in the arena anyways, so let's just move them over to Adventure and have a good time with it. Allow Sea Dog Rep to be done in Adventure. If you've got the Sea Dog Emissary up and you're out there PvPing your heart out, allow yourself to get some Sea Dog Rep. Allow yourself to get some of those commendations done. Allow people to put on the um, triumphant Sea Dog Cannons or the, the, the glorious Sea Dog Cannons and start getting some of those commendations done. Allow people to put the glorious uh, sniper rifle on or the notorious cutlass on and start getting some of those kill counts going up. There are different ways that we can integrate some of those commendations from Arena into Adventure and allow people to get their Sea Dog rep up and introduce a new PvP um, adventure mode. Now, do I think it should be like Reapers? No, but I think a Sea Dog... Um, you know, they're, they're more, the sea dogs are in my mind because they have the tavern and they've got the arena. I view them more as honorable pirates, not like the reapers bones who are pirate hunters. So maybe, maybe one of the things that the sea dogs value most is reapers bones flags. And you can turn in reapers bones flags in at the sea dog tavern or other sea dog flags over at the sea dog tavern in order to get your emissary value and things like that. There are a lot of cool things we could do with the sea dogs, bringing them into adventure, including you could even put the sea dog chests out in the world with the purple glowy thing up in the air, and it could become a little PVP event. We've got the Reaper chests out there, the Reaper bounties already out there, but if we could hide or put a, a glorious sea dog uh, chest out there somewhere in, in a cave or, or in the ground, we could really encourage some really fun and interesting PVP uh, interactions. And again, give them the ability to have a flag in, um, in adventure, giving us another emissary to take part in another PVP only, no PVE stuff, a PVP only, um, that is a reaper hunter. That is a, uh, a, a, a player killer, right? They're out there to, to kill so many players, to kill so many players with different weapons, showing their superiority in combat in these different things. Definitely something that could be easily implemented and definitely something that would then, you know, make people care a little bit more about the Sea Dog stuff than just kind of huffing and puffing and be like, man, I have to go play in that stupid arena. I don't like arena. Arrgh. I could do something fun and adventure by adding a Sea Dog emissary and bringing some of those cool adventure things or the cool arena things into adventure and allowing players to uh, take part in those commendations and another PVP faction to mess with. Now we have one more, one more emissary to talk about. The Hunter's Call. Now why there isn't currently a Hunter's Call emissary, I have no idea. This was a huge miss in my opinion because the Hunter's Call could definitely be a really cool emissary to have. You could have fishing voyages, go out and catch so many fish and bring them back and give them to the Hunter's Call. 
you could have voyages which allow you to summon a special kraken that you have to kill. We have that. We have the the tall tale um, uh, for the new pirate's life that we get to see the head of the kraken. Maybe this kraken is a new kraken that the head comes out of the water, like you know, is trying to bite you and stuff on the ship. Maybe change up some of the mechanics of the kraken and make it a different style of a kraken fight than the one that's just you know randomly summoned, but the, or the one that's randomly generated in the world based on world events. Make this one a special one that you can summon that does some cool different ability. How about we bring back the old Megalodon summoning, right? We haven't seen that in a while where you have to go out and you have to play the tune and summon the Megalodon and it becomes an epic fight. Why not bring that out where we've got Megalodon hunts out there uh, via a voyage for the hunter's call. But people enjoy fishing. There's a lot of people out there who just like to go out and chill and fish. Give them a voyage. Give them an emissary to work on. Allow them to work on their hunter's call rep. Allow them to support a activity that they like doing. And hell, if you've got an emissary that you can level up to five, gives people a reason to go out and catch fish, level it up to five, and then get some primo gold off of your fish instead of selling a ruby flash ta- a splash tail that's fully cooked for like, you know, 250 gold. Hey, you're grade five. That ruby splash tail, it's now worth a thousand. You know, give people a reason to go out and fish and relax and chill. And those people out there who are fishing, give them something to work on. Because right now, as it stands, going out and fishing is just, well, going out and fishing to complete accommodations. Give them something. Give them a better reward. Give them the ability to, to use that chill time level up an emissary doing an activity they enjoy and then getting reward nicely or rewarded nicely for it. Give them some voyages to do as well. Like I said, Kraken voyages, fishing voyages or Megalodon voyages. Hmm? You could even have skeletal ship voyages protecting the, uh, the sea posts kind of like a ghost fleet, right? You get a voyage from the hunter's call and you have to go out to a, um, an area that's like a, a, a fishing, um, let's say it's a, it's an area that's like a, a fishing, um, a spring. They know there's a lot, a school of, of, uh, of battle gill there, right? Because there's going to be a skelly ship popping up, allows you to go out and catch some fish, protect the, 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 the fishing, um, area by killing a skelly ship, getting your emissary value up. I think that would be really cool and, and give people uh, another reason to go out who might not normally want to fish because it's not that lucrative of money. Really. It's just accommodation completing and give them a reason to actually go out and take part in some fishing. I think that would be really cool. Now we are running out of time in this episode. We are going on an hour, but I'll tell you, this isn't going to be the last time that I talk about this um, because I didn't get through everything that I wanted to talk about because I think there's another step that we could take with emissary 2.0. I think there's another step that we can take these emissaries. And that is the idea of becoming a prestigious emissary. That is, we have five levels on our flag to get up to, and then we get a special quest. Well, what do you do at that point? Well, you go do your special quest and you get the nice rewards, but a lot of times you just lower your flag and re-raise it. Why? Let's keep the flag up and let's start prestiging that flag. So you can either lower it and raise it back up at grade one, or you can prestige that flag. Leave it up. Keep that risk going. 
Now you're now you're grade five prestige level one. Now you get more gold. Hmm. I like gold. But now you also get doubloons. You also get doubloons for completing voyages. You get doubloons for selling some stuff. Level it up from one to five again. Prestige level two. You get some doubloons. You get more gold. The risk goes up, right? Because every time you prestige your flag up to a, you know, up to its max, max prestige, your flag's now worth more to those reapers. And reapers, you're out there PVPing. You're out there PVPing. Sorry about my phone. Should have turned it off. You're out there PVPing. Your flags are now prestiging. Those sea dogs that I mentioned, introducing an emissary for them. Ooh. A prestige system now makes your flag for those honorable sea dogs worth a lot more to them. Prestige system, I think, is something we can talk about in a future episode and talk about how I would implement the prestige system, talk about the rewards you would get, how high that prestige system would go, and really inject some really fun risk reward into this already awesome system of emissaries but again i think the emissary system where we are now is where it should have been a, over a year ago it's a good start but there's so much potential that we could do with this system to make sea of thieves more interesting with player interactions either pvp or friendly which is what this game is all about guys thank you very much take care of yourselves and each other and i will see you next time on pirate talk radio